Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by Cunningham Financial Group. John Cunningham is a friend of mine and a brother in Christ, and he can help you with financial decisions and future planning. He's been a big help to me and my family, and I commend him to you. You can reach him at 205-913-1720. I am so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Welcome back. I'm so thankful you've tuned in today. As we get started, I feel like maybe introductions are in order. I want to begin today's episode by asking you to meet the person most responsible for your present situation, your attitude, your words and actions, your choices, and your future. Once you have identified this person, given full credibility to the power that they have in your daily living, you are destined for better things. Okay, so you probably know where this is going. There's been a photo circulating around on social media all throughout the year of a young girl standing in a school hallway. There's a big board on the wall, and at the top it says, Meet the person responsible for your... And then underneath it lists choices, grades, success, words, and actions. And just above each of those words is a mirror. The school is challenging the student to acknowledge that they themselves have the most power over who they are, how they behave, and where they are going. It's a series of small mirrors. There's not even any room for other people to be seen in it besides you. If this is something you have failed to do in younger years, it only gets harder as we grow older. When we talk about our present situation, maybe in your life, some of the things that are going on in the 4F categories we often discuss, the condition of your faith at the moment, the quality of the friendships in your life, how much time and energy you've devoted to better fitness and taking care of your body, and maybe even your financial situation. It is easy to assign blame to people other than yourself. And you might be thinking as I say that, yeah, Chris, it is easy because it is not my fault. Someone else did me wrong. Someone else got in the way. My parents didn't teach me the right things. My spouse wasn't faithful. The church where I worship just isn't getting it done. And the thing about those types of lists is that they are unending. You can always add someone else to the reasons list. The reason I have a bad attitude is. And you can list people, places, and things. And they all accomplish the same mistake. They take the focus off of the face in the mirror. No one is more responsible for where you are, how you will behave today, and where you are going than you. I need you to meet the person responsible for your life. And while acknowledging that ultimately 
It was your choices along the way can be very sobering and discouraging, perhaps. There is something optimistic and beautiful about taking 100% ownership. You got yourself here. Other people didn't. So you have the power, by the grace of God, the mercy of God, the leadership of God, you have the power to make it better. And that's probably, by the way, the darkest underbelly of the blame game. If there are a dozen people who led you to the place you are now where you don't want to be, then I guess you need a dozen other people to somehow lead you out. How unfortunate that becomes, feeling powerless and stuck until somehow, for some reason, my spouse or friend or neighbor or new relationship just happens to pull me out of it. The whole thing is built upon a fallacy, a false idea that there is shared responsibility for your life. Again, I have this sneaking sense that this will not be a popular episode. Maybe you've seen that image of the girl looking into the mirrors. Maybe you haven't. And while you may want to do that, you're just too burdened by the behavior of other people. And you can't get your eye off of them. They caused this. They did this. I feel this way because of them. And the idea that you're the person responsible for your life, good or bad, well, like I say, you may fight that completely, but it won't do you any good. I mean, I guess the only benefit is maybe you could add my name to the list of people who are keeping you from getting the encouragement you need to get where you need to go. But listen, on the contrary, I want to be incredibly encouraging to you today. I want you to feel optimistic, empowered, and active, but we need to break through some walls. So listen carefully to this quote by a man named Jim Rohn. He said the following, The day you graduate from childhood to adulthood is the day you take full responsibility for your life. In other words, we haven't even really grown up until we stop blaming others for where we are. I wrestled with three different titles for today's episode. I ultimately went with meet the person because of the imagery that I described to you. The second choice was owning 100%, which you've heard me say already. And then maybe the leading candidate as this episode has come together is this. It's graduation day. It is time to graduate from the immaturity of youth to the potential of adulthood. Again, Jim Rohn said, the day you graduate from childhood to adulthood is the day you take full responsibility for your life. And in that way, I need you to meet that person today. This is very much like an episode we did called The Family Secret several weeks ago. You might remember that the secret to better relationships in your family, to a better marriage, to better connection to your kids or your parents, there is a secret. Yes, behind it all, the greatest secret is Jesus Christ and the kingdom and forgiveness. But in daily actuality, the secret that makes all of those connections work is you. You are always that secret. Your choices matter. They determine where you are going, and they also can have an effect on others. I'm enjoying a book right now by a guy named Darren Hardy. It's called The Compound Effect. 
and he talked about a seminar he was in at age 18 when the speaker asked, what percent of shared responsibility do you have in making a relationship work? He blurted out what most people would blurt out, 50-50. Someone came back and said, 51-49. Someone said, 80-20. The instructor turned to the easel and wrote 100-0 on the paper in big black letters. And then he said the following, You have to be willing to give 100% with zero expectation of receiving anything in return. Only when you're willing to take 100% responsibility for making the relationship work will it work. Otherwise, a relationship left to chance, in other words, the behavior of others, will always be vulnerable to disaster. So I've got some practical stuff for you in the last bit of today's episode. But first, I want to make sure you see how far we are pushing this today. When I say you and I should take 100% responsibility for who we are, I don't just mean self-contained things like what you know or what you have accomplished or the words that come out of your mouth. I mean, yes, those all qualify, and I think we've exhausted that discussion already today, but I'm talking about relationships. Now, this is where I may lose you. You may say, I was with you when you were talking about my education, my work ethic, but if you're saying that my marriage I am 100% responsible for, I can't buy into that. If you're saying my relationship with people at church, I'm 100% responsible for how that's going, I think the math is off. Well, let me put it to you this way. Of course, in a marriage, the conduct of both people is significant. That's true in every family, every work relationship, at church, the whole thing. But to the extent that you leave progress to chance by counting on the other person to do 50% of the work, you stand about a 50% chance of failure. To the extent that you own 80% of the need to make a few changes, prioritize your schedule, and set aside some quality time, all the while expecting the other person to get on board and at least contribute 20%, that is the risk factor of no progress you've introduced into the program. But when you go all in, when you say, these are my relationships, I'm responsible for them, when you learn to look at yourself in the mirror, not at your spouse or children or parents, not at your boss or employees or preacher, when you learn to look at yourself in the mirror and say, that person, that's the one right there. That's the one who knows exactly how I feel. That's the one who knows exactly what matters to me and where I want to go. And that person is responsible to make it happen. This is when things will change. And then you get this amazing bonus. When you are taking 100% responsibility for better work, more focus, personal discipline, and then the other people in your life contribute something also, sky's the limit. You weren't counting on that, but it certainly made things even better than you imagined. When I counsel young people before they get married, we talk about the 100-100 idea. Great marriages are built on each person being 100% all in to do everything they can regardless of what the other person does. And if one of them is having a terrible day and is only 50% in, it's no big deal. The other person has you totally covered. 
Anyway, that person for today's discussion is you. Okay, so as we get to the last few minutes here, I want to share with you four words that can help. There's a section in that book, The Compound Effect, that talks about the word luck. Luck is not one of the four words I'll be leaving you with, but it's that thing that everyone's looking for. They say, okay, I take ownership of what's going on, but I sure could use a fortuitous bounce. I could use something good to happen. I need some help. I need something that just randomly goes my way to turn this thing around. Everyone is looking for that idea of, okay, I'll work hard, but how do I get lucky? How do I get that boost that can really make it work? And while I'm trying to tell you, you can't wait for that. Once you've met the person who's responsible for your future and you've put them on the task, there are some things you can do to make yourself more open, more susceptible to the good bounce, to the great result, to some luck. Now, before I give you the four words that add up to that, I should say that as Christians, we would probably use the word blessed. Maybe God has some favor that he wants to put into our lives, but he's waiting for me to stand up and say, God, I've got this. I'm going to give this everything that I have, and I'm done blaming other people. And then he says, all right, that's what I've been looking for. Here is some of that blessing. Maybe that's what you and I would mean. The book I'm using here for these four words is not a Bible-based book, so they go with luck. But either way, it's good stuff and really encouraging favor. All right, next time you meet that person in the mirror, maybe you need to talk with them about four things. Preparation, attitude, opportunity, and action. Quite honestly, the difference between someone who takes ownership completely and someone who doesn't bears out not just in the results, but in the process, specifically in what that person is doing in their own life with regard to these four things. Let me take a few minutes and talk to you about them. The first one is preparation. I don't know what it is in your life that you want to see go better. Could be in the four F's category that we talked about earlier. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's in your marriage. But let me ask you, what are you doing? Not what is someone else doing. What are you doing to prepare yourself to do better and be better? How are you growing personally? Are you getting an education? Are you learning new things? Have you found out that maybe you can work smarter, not harder? I don't mean you have to read copious amounts of books or listen to endless podcasts, but there has to be something you are doing to improve yourself on a regular basis. I mean, after all, you're the one responsible for where you are now, so chances are by making you better, you will make your situation better. Number one is responsibility for preparation and growth. But listen, preparation can only take you so far. The second thing is attitude. Attitude is everything. What's your mindset? Do you believe in yourself that you can step out and make things better? And you don't have to be affected by what others say or do. That is incredibly empowering to discover. For Christians, it should be easy. We have built our lives on the rock that is Jesus Christ. 
We can't be torn down. We know who we are and where we're going. And amazingly, He has given you the chance to go out and build and create things in your own life. Do you believe that about yourself? A positive, hopeful, empowered attitude is crucial. I could take you through most of the New Testament. It didn't matter where the Apostle Paul was, in jail or beaten or otherwise. He was rejoicing. He was thankful. He approached things the right way. So you might think, well, that ought to do it. If I'm preparing and I have the right attitude, good things should happen. Well, there are two more pieces to that. The third one is opportunity, or maybe more specifically, your ability to assess and notice an opportunity. Look, reading some books and smiling a lot is not going to get you the promotion that you're looking for. It's not going to turn your family around. It won't help you build new friendships or whatever. All of it is great, but you still must be keen to the open door opportunities to do something with that that will make a difference. I fear that people who are always blaming others for their problems miss the fact that pretty much every day some door of opportunity cracks open. If they would just look at that and say, you know what, I need to go walk through that door. God is giving me an opportunity to turn things around, to reach the next level. If we would identify those daily opportunities, we would see the potential for growth and betterment, and the beautiful potential for the future. I talk a lot about marriage, so I'll use it as another example now. Maybe you and your spouse, maybe it's just not been going great. And you're done blaming them for that. You're all in. You will take responsibility for it. And you're learning some things, and you've watched your attitude, but did you see that moment yesterday? Do you remember it? That moment when you could have done something right then, that perfect chance to say something that would have made a difference. Look for those. They come all the time. Which leads us to our last word, action. Preparation, attitude, opportunity, that's all great. But having the courage to do a thing, to say a thing, to change a thing, to embark upon a thing, not with some blind idea that maybe it will help, but knowing that it will help. There is nothing like taking action when you know that it's for the right reasons and you believe that it can bring about great things. So I don't know which title I should have chosen, maybe owning 100%, maybe it's graduation day. But if you're looking to know someone who is responsible for your situation, your choices, your words, your actions, and your future, head over to a mirror and meet the person. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the program, please remember to share with your family and your friends. Also, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for emails, order the three-month journals, or just catch up on old episodes. So until next time, let me leave you with this. Whatever you choose to do today, in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.